The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The auction industry can be an exciting and fast-paced way that Americans and the world can convert desired items into cash. But if you don't know how it all works, it can become quite confusing. Welcome to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. In this program, you will learn how merchandisers, attorneys, estate executors, retail outlets, and the general public are using the auction system to their benefit. And you'll find out how it all works. Now, here is Ed Spencer with co-host Luke Spencer. Hello, everyone. Uh, This is Ed Spencer, your host, and uh, with me is my co-host, Luke Spencer. How are you guys? (laughs) And uh, anyway, we're uh, tickled to be here and uh, host this American Auction View uh, radio uh, show for you today. Uh, The uh, our goal in this show, I I believe, is to try to inform the public. Uh, Obviously, there's a segment of the public that that is familiar with auctions and does auctions to to. uh, uh, use auctions to conduct business and gain revenue, and there are some that uh, auctions are kind of a mystery to, probably. So, uh, without making things too dry or boring, I think I plan on kind of starting things a little bit with a, just a little brief history of auctions and and uh, how they've kind of uh, evolved through time and kind of bring us to what where we are today. Uh, obviously, we're located in the Midwest. We have a uh, an auction company. We've been in business here. I've been an auctioneer since '74, and we've had a, a real estate uh, uh, business with it uh, since '83. So we've been we're here located in the uh, western part of Iowa, which is in uh, in the breadbasket, the heart of the country, and uh, we do lots of uh, of auctions of all types here. Uh, from household auctions uh, to machinery auctions to cattle auctions, a big part of my career has been in the cattle auction business. So, and there's and and the auction list that, that is endless as to far the types of auctions and the methods, and the methods and the chance and things will vary from uh, different parts of the country. And and uh, so anyway, that's kind of what we hope to uh, to convey here today a little bit. Is and again, without making it too dry, we welcome your calls. Uh, they're welcome to call in, and if you want to call in with any questions or comments or anything like that, we'd like to have you call in at the 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790. So, uh, that'd be, and feel free to call in anytime with a question. You can interrupt us at any time, and we'll try to answer them and, uh, or a comment or an auction experience, and we'd love to have your participation. It means a lot to us. Okay, uh, first of all, the auction uh, business, the auction, the history of auctions, I guess, uh, started uh, as early as 500 B.C. Uh, there's records of the Romans using auctions uh, to dispose of spoils of war and liquidate assets of debtors whose property was confiscated. So there's those kind of records, and, and, that, and of course, obviously, a long, long time ago, and they, it, everything kind of evolved, evolved from them. Uh, the English were uh, adopted the auction method, I guess, uh, earlier than uh, than 
obviously than the United States. It's been going in in England for a long time. Then when it got to the United States, uh, obviously the the auctioneers carried kind of a negative uh, stigma to them because they were used uh, primarily in liquidating uh, somebody that, that had financial trouble or or, or those kind of things, or spoils of war. So their auctioneers, I guess you'd have to say, weren't necessarily the pillars of the community back then. They were just kind of, uh, uh, they formed a job, but they weren't really very highly respected. Then along came uh, the Civil War days and those kind of things, and we all know uh, that part didn't help the auction profession either. Uh, they were used in, in uh, uh, yeah, obviously, in the slavery method, uh, selling and, and things like that, and that was a black eye on the auction profession. And and uh, and at the time, of course, they were serving a purpose in their eyes. But uh, but it, then it evolved in the South. Had a big auction presence still today. In the South, they auction tobacco, and that's a, a method of auction that I'm not familiar with. If somebody from the South that's familiar with an auction, that's their own chant. I've never been involved with it. I've heard it, always admired it. But I haven't had any personal personal uh, personal contact with that kind of auctioning. So if you're from the South and know anything about tobacco auctions or things like that, uh, please uh, you know feel free to call in and help us out a little bit. Okay. Anyway, then today here in the Midwest, our company, as I said, we've been in business since uh, in the uh, mid 70s, 74, 75, when we started. We, uh, when, when an auctioneer starts, he usually starts uh, selling smaller auctions, household auctions, uh, uh, of those kind of things, and then he hopefully can graduate up from there. Auction business is a very tough business to, to uh, start into. It's, uh, it's a business that you have to be uh, willing to stay with and, and not give up. I started, went to auction school at the Rice uh, Auction College in Mason City, Iowa. That was back in 74. Graduated from there, and then uh, and then we started our own auction business, and we we're fortunate enough to be able to stick with it, and, and we added real estate uh, along with it in '83. So that gives you a little history. Uh, my history. My father was involved in the auctions. He wasn't what you call a professional auctioneer. He did it for fun, and by fun meaning he did it at family functions and and uh, and those kind of things, and and then uh, and he was good at it. And I, uh, I guess why you'd have to say I, I uh, developed my love of the auction business from from him and, and from that experience. And then I chose to take it to another level and make a profession out of it. And, and uh, it served me well uh, throughout the years. And my son Luke, say hello again, Luke. Hello. He's a he's a, a very very good auctioneer, and he's obviously uh, uh, is getting a lot of experience and uh, doing a very very good job. And and he's kind of taking on, uh, oh, he'll, Luke will do, uh, he's kind of went along, he do, does coin auctions quite a bit. He's been very successful at that. And uh, he's uh, starting in the in the firearm auction business and uh, doing regular, gonna have regular auctions in the firearm business. And then he goes and helps us. He started for years and years. He's Luke's an, an excellent ring man. He's uh, developed uh, his ring skills Probably since what eight or nine, even he yeah. go to auctions and that, and and, uh, and he was just a little on the shy, shy order for a little bit, and uh, finally and got over that, and he's doing an excellent job. He's an excellent auctioneer, and and he's a real asset for me to have along and and uh, do auctions with, and and 
and uh, I'm sure someday he'll he'll just run the company. But but anyway, uh, that gives you a little bit of, of our background, uh, and uh, and then I think I'd like to kind of hit on the different types of auctions. I've all, already hit on the types of auctions for individuals, like consignments and that, and then. And then you, your auction clients can be a wide, wide variety of people. I mean, you can be, you can sell for, uh, you know, a neighbor down the street uh, might have the need for an auction, uh, whether a family member has passed or she's moving or for some, uh, you know, there's lots of, of, of reasons. And then uh, hopefully they'll hire you to do that auction. And then uh, another source of income for an auctioneer or contact is, is, uh, is to uh, attorneys. Attorneys are a good source of auctions. Uh, they they hire auctioneers that they trust. They've had a record with, and uh, and and so, as an auctioneer builds his business, uh, he tries to do the best he can to work with auctioneers and with uh, attorneys and, and uh, auctioneers of all kinds. Now, again, the best hands-on experience you can get when you're an auctioneer coming up is 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 doing the auction business and doing it with somebody. Uh, that you respect and that's good and it can teach you the right way and I had the opportunity to do that and uh, and and uh, for several years and I worked with a well-known uh, livestock cattle auctioneer and uh, and for years I started uh, with him in the early 80s and uh, well I guess it was earlier than that it was just in the late 70s and and was with him uh, and learned from him for many years and he was a big factor in, in developing my uh, you know my uh, my business the auction chant, you know, the auctions, what auctions do, the, the, the purpose of an auction is to, uh, is to try to generate, uh, I guess I generate uh, urgency, uh, excitement, rhythm, all of those are things that, that would, would uh, help, uh, you know, that all, all of those things are things that, that help you generate uh, business and and, uh, and the success of an auction. So when you start an auction chant, you, you, you'll start depending on what kind you're selling or what kind of item you're selling. You, different items will uh, promote different kinds of types of chants. If you're doing an auction for a household or your uh, clientele or your buyers might be elderly people uh, or people that aren't used to going to the auction process, those kind of things. And so, uh, We'll take a break here in a little bit, but to get before we get to that break, it just uh, give you an idea of just how a slower paced auction for household goods or things might work. And you might another uh, an auctioneer should know the value of things. He doesn't need to know the exact value, but he needs to know the ballpark. So if you walk up to an item and it's worth fifty dollars, you know, a typical starting place on that item might be uh, twenty five. So you start the process in 25, but about 30, but about 30, 30, 35, but about 40, 45, but about 50 dollars. $50 and then you record his number and the price. So that gives you, that's just kind of a slower, slower, you know, a little little slower auction chant, I guess, that, that people shouldn't have any trouble understanding. And uh, and Luke's very good at that. He's uh, He's got a good, everybody, as I said, no two auctioneers are alike. Everybody's got different voice qualities, different rhythms, different, uh, so no two will ever be alike. But the, but the voice quality and the rhythm and the, and the uh, ability has got a lot to do with the chant. So uh, anyway, what do you got to add, Luke, anything? 
You want to try? You want to give them a little? In, in yeah, the, I can give people kind of an idea what I sound like. Uh, ten dollar now, fifteen. And ten and fifteen now, ten here. But about fifteen, fifteen, fifteen now, twenty, twenty. But about twenty, twenty now, five, five, twenty-five. You're out, sir. And twenty here now, twenty-five, five now, thirty, thirty. But about thirty, thirty, thirty dollar now, thirty-five, five. Stay in it. And thirty here now, but about thirty-five, five. But about forty, forty. But about forty, forty now, five. But about forty here, but about five, five. But about forty-five, five. But about forty-five dollar. And sold the number, sold the item, forty dollars. Number one hundred, forty dollars to number one hundred. So, so when he records that, when he says sold it to number one hundred, that indicates that the the buyer that he sold it to had registered for that number. So, in order to register for that number, that buyer had to give his his uh, name, obviously his his address and and some financial information. So we knew who that buyer was, and then that buyer that one hundred is recorded, and then at the end of the auction, he'll have to go he'll have to go pay uh, for that item. So. Anyway, so anyway, I guess it brings us up close to the first break here today. Again, you're welcome to call in. We welcome your calls. That uh, number is one 472 5790 Again, 866-472-5790. And after our first break, we would love for your call. Thank you. Okay, we'll uh, take a break. We'll be back here after the break. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. your plan going? Could you use a little help on your path to success? Why not step up and play big? Join host Chris Ruisi for a show that will help you identify the possibilities that await you. Too many people succumb to just being average when they could be exceeding average without too much more effort. It's time for you to become exceptional. Raise the bar to your success. Basically, it's time for you to step up and play big. Join Chris Ruisi every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jaina at edspencer.com. That's J-A-I-N-A at edspencer.com. And she'll make sure you have an answer as soon as possible. Now, back to Ed Spencer and Luke Spencer. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Again, here it's uh, this is Ed Spencer. 
uh, Ed Spencer's American Auction View with my co-host uh, Luke Spencer. And uh, we, uh, again, if you tuned in to, to the first segment, uh, our purpose here for the auction, uh, for the show, radio show, is to kind of give you a background as to auctions and different things and how, how they've evolved throughout the years. And what we, on the first segment, what we've touched on a little bit is kind of the basic principles or the basic how an auctioneer starts. Again, uh, I went to auction school in uh, in at Rice Auction College in Mason City, Iowa, when I began in the 70s. Uh, Luke has been, Luke is my son, and, and he's been... I did not attend auction school. Um, I had been in the auction business. I've been helping my dad since I was probably eight or nine years old, catching bids. And I would say at the age of 29 or 30, I waited a little while to start auctioning. Um, but I'd say right around the age of 29, 30, I started auctioning. I've been doing it for about four years now. I'm 34, and uh, but I've been around the business a long time. By uh, we call it a ring man, but with a ring man's purpose is to, um, as a lot of people might call it, as a bid spotter. Uh, when the when the cl- uh, public is out there waving their hand to try to catch a bid, my job is to uh, to recognize that bid by making a sound and a kind of a it's kind of a I don't know kind of a yell. Yelp or yip. Yeah, kind of yelp or yip. and uh, It's not quite like what you see on TV. Uh, sometimes on TV, they'll come right up to the guy and they'll raise their hand right next to him and be real animated like that. It's a little different than how you see on the reality TV shows. Yeah, it's, it's uh, and again, the purpose of, of the auction is to generate excitement. You know, you want you want action, you want excitement, and uh, and that that uh, translates into bidding and and emotions kind of take over, and and so that's kind of the purpose of the auctioneer is not that that's why an auctioneer will change his voice inflection and 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 uh, as he goes, and so it won't it won't be a well it shouldn't be anyway a monotonous monotone. It should be kind of a he'll vary his voice and his uh, up and down and. And as I said, uh, an auctioneer's chance develop different ways throughout the years. I mean, uh, in my my own personal experience, I've changed my chant, I suppose, both consciously and subconsciously five or six times. So you get to a point to where you think, you know, this sounds good to me or, or and then after a while you, you realize, well, maybe it doesn't sound as good as I thought. So you're always trying to improve and, and, and change things. And I know Luke's done that too. And it takes lots of practice and constant practice to get what you think, you know, is your own, your own space, your own, uh, your own mark, your own chant. And, uh, and, and Luke, as I said, Luke's done a good job with that. And it takes a while to develop with him as it did with me. And, and everybody's the same. You don't just, you're not just, uh, it's not just something that comes ready made for you. You have to develop it. You have to work with it. And these and the auction schools, what they do is give you a basic background. You know, they'll teach you. There's different. Uh, there's different um, oh, exercises and and rhymes and, and and things that that will get your mind thinking in, in frontwards and backwards and and numbers. And uh, a big thing in the auction business also is clarity. It's nice to be fast, and an experienced auctioneer will go fairly fast but a good experienced auctioneer will be both fast and clear so the object of an auctioneer some people if, if they're not used to hearing auctions or whatever they might think well that guy's mumbling or he's not you know and, and of course so the auction chant is a mixture of, of numbers and filler words 
and and it's done in a you know and, it, and it's done in different ways. Uh, uh, you know, uh, if you look at the basic auction manual to get somebody started, they'll say one dollar would you give two, one and two, one dollar would you give two, two would you give two, you add two would you give three, three would you give four. Would you give would be the filler word. Two would you give three, three would you give four, four would you give five. Well obviously pretty slow whatever but that's basically in there and then and then every auctioneer gives a variance of that filler word which is in, in her slang or whatever you want to call it and, and then that becomes a totally different animal and then they kind of give that some background so the, the one would you give two kind of but a one dollar would you get two 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 times but about two times but about three and three and three but about three but about four and four and four but about four but about five 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 but about five but about six dollars so Obviously, you know, you're going to say, well, I don't understand every word that you say. Well, you, you're not supposed to. <laughs> For lack of, you know, you're not, you're not, the purpose isn't to, to pick understand out. the number. Yeah, understand the number. You need to have the number clear. The, the number you don't want, you don't want uh, anyone that's listening to you, you want them to bid. So, obviously, if you're enticing them to bid, you want them to know what they're bidding. You know, the option, object is not to mislead anybody or have them bid, uh, number, you know, and they want to know. We, we want them to know what they're, what they're spending. But the rhythm should, or it has, it's proven, it, it entices them to kind of get involved and, and, uh, and uh, use their own discipline to decide when they've given what they think an item is worth. And, and so, and so that's, that's kind of the big part of it. I mean, I know when my... Uh, my dad started different things. He was quite kind of a character, I guess you'd have to say. And that one of the things that he always taught us to, to do to get your mind working and, you know, backwards, forwards, and different things to be able to to uh, say the numbers and keep track of them, he had an exercise called uh, what was reverse ABCs. And so he, he had uh, all of us, of, of, uh, my, me and myself and my siblings, were all able to do that, as my children are. And it's a good exercise, and it keeps the mind fresh. And uh, some people don't have any problem picking it up, and some people never can pick it up. But um, we'll, you can start slow, and then you can speed that up. And we, so we use that exercise a lot. And I use it daily, not daily maybe, but quite often, just to make, keep a person's mind sharp and, and working in the right direction. So, that, so everyone knows, knows how to say their ABCs frontwards. Uh, backwards might be uh, ZYX and WV, UTS and RQP, ON, MLK, J, IHE, FED, CBA. And you can do a lot quicker than that, a lot faster than that, but then you think, well, you left something out, which you didn't. ZYX, WV, UTS, RQP, ON, MLK, J, IHE, FED, CBA. So that little exercise, you know, kind of helps get your mind you know, it, it's good for it, I guess. And then there's there's some fun uh, fun little riddles and rhymes and tongue twisters. Tongue twisters. That's the word I want to say, Luke. Uh, tongue twisters and things that that persons use and and uh, to help them develop a rhythm. Uh, as far as famous auctioneers go, probably the most famous that people know. And if you say who, and if you ask a, just say who's the who's the most famous auctioneer you know? Well. A lot of people would say Leroy Van Dyke. Now, Leroy Van Dyke had a, uh, he had a, he had a, has a great auction champ and is a good auctioneer. But he had a hit uh, song in 1956, the auctioneer song. And so, uh, and everybody, it's a it's a classic, and everybody is, is at some point in their life, I think, has heard it. And in, uh, in that way, uh, people uh, 
you know, uh, people associate the auction business with Leroy Van Dyke and, and uh, you know, he's, I've read uh, articles by him and things like that and, and he'll, he'll be the first to admit that auctions operate on momentum and emotion. You know, if done properly, the auctioneer will gain momentum and play on the crowd emotion. So here again, that's not that you're trying to take advantage of a crowd, but you're trying to get them involved, get them worked up, and not uh, get them uh, to create a, an element of cooperation and we'll create a momentum. Momentum, there you go, and that's the right word. And uh, and so su- successful auctioneers are you use an inflection of tone and volume and, and convey a sense of urgency to a crowd, which will hopefully result in multiple bids. And uh, not that you're trying to get them to bid more than they think an item is worth, but kind of are. <laughs> you're trying to get them involved and kind of, and, 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 and I guess it put a better way, you're trying to use, use that method to get the full ex- extent of what that item is worth. And you're working for your seller. And you're working for your seller. Yeah, yeah. When that when that seller entrusts that auction to you, and uh, you look at the auction items, and there's a lot involved to that, and and uh, but when he actually gives you that job, from the time he gives you that job, you're responsible. Uh, you're you have a fiduciary relationship to that seller, which means you're going to do your homework if he's got. Items on his auction that you, maybe you haven't seen before, or different things. You're going to do your best to do your homework to find out what it is, uh, what the market value should be, and uh, anything that uh, that will help him or help you merchandise that auction merchandise uh, at the highest market value possible for him. That's what he's hiring you for. He's hiring you for your your expertise, uh, for your in uh, your ability. And he's putting his trust in you, and and it's a and it's a uh, it's something that I've never taken lightly, and I no successful auctioneer will. But uh, is is that you know he's put in. And let's take an instance of a farm sale. You take an, uh, we have a lot of farm sales. Of course, we're in Iowa and the Midwest, and lots of farmers, and and uh, for different reasons. Uh, used to be like back in the eighties, some farmers had some tough times, so you had some auctions that were. Uh, machinery auctions that were kind of forced well in which no one likes to do those but they still have to be done <clears throat> but otherwise you have auctions that are estate auctions in which you're working for the heirs of that estate or retirement auctions is a better one so that gentleman and his wife are going to retire they work many minutes uh, on the farm and, and or many months excuse me many years many years on the farm and it's all coming down to culminating in a uh, one afternoon auction that they've entrusted an auctioneer to get the highest possible price for these items. So it is a big responsibility that, that I've never taken lightly and, you, and uh, it means a lot that, that, that an auction, that a, uh, a family or would hire you and entrust you with that responsibility. So it, it is quite a, quite, a, quite a job and quite an undertaking that you want to be sure and do it right. So anyway, uh, we're coming up here on another break here in a little bit, but but when we come back, we might spend a little more time on that farm auction uh, aspect of it and give you a little idea about what's involved and, and, and maybe walk you through how you, from the time a, 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 a client uh, might call you and, and ask you about an auction and he's going to talk rates with you and he's going to uh, ask you different things and what these, this will bring and that will bring. And... Uh, so anyway, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll cover that aspect. So, 
I guess we got just a little more time. But when we come back, we'll cover the aspect of the uh, of the farm auction business a little bit from the from the beginning, from the time the the uh, the, the uh, farmer calls you to you uh, till we finish up and and have the auction. So uh, anymore anyway. But here again, feel free to call in. We'd love to have you call and ask your questions at 866-472-5790. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. What does conscious leadership mean to you? It unites organizations instead of dividing them. By exploring commonly based business challenges, it guarantees an increase in your bottom line. Tune in to Minding Our Business, Creating a Spiritual Economy with your host, Nadine Rogers. Each week, we'll hear from business leaders and learn from their strategies. We'll talk about personal and organizational best practices that you can learn from, and we'll hear from you. Minding Our Business airs live Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jaina at edspencer.com. That's J-A-I-N-A at edspencer.com. And she'll make sure you have an answer as soon as possible. Now, back to Ed Spencer and Luke Spencer. Welcome back, everyone. Uh yeah, uh, we're all ready for our third segment here. I'm, I'm Ed Spencer again uh, with Luke. Uh, I am Ed Spencer. I'm the auctioneer, broker, owner of Ed Spencer Real Estate Auction Company and Farms America. And uh, Luke is my uh, partner here and and uh, in the auction business and and, and real estate. Uh, Luke does a real good job in the real estate also, and so uh, we work both kind of businesses hand in hand. Uh, if you listen to the first two segments, we tried to give you. Uh, a, l- a little insight as to where the auction came from and, uh, uh, you know, and maybe kind of a little bit where it's going, how it relates to us. Uh, the last segment, I used some examples regarding uh, farm auctions, and, uh, and that's in this part of the world, in the Midwest. Those are very, very important. Uh, of course, obviously, the farmers use equipment, and equipment is, is not only purchased through a dealer, it's uh, purchased the public auctions and there's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of auctions throughout the Midwest and not just necessarily the Midwest 
all agricultural states <clears throat> have auctions and uh, that equipment is merchand- merchandised that way uh, routinely, every day. And, uh, and not only the farm machinery, uh, uh, industrial equipment is, is, done, is merchandised that way. Uh, and uh, there's some very, very uh, good uh, and reputable uh, construction auctioneers and, and uh, is there well, uh, as well as uh, farm machinery auctioneers. So anyway, uh, when we left off last time, we talked a little bit about the uh, uh, farm machinery aspect of it. Uh, if a person or a client, and or again, a client, a, an auction may be given to an auctioneer directly by a by somebody that's decided to retire. The farmer might call you and say, "Hey Ed, you know, after after farming for 45 years, uh, me and my wife want to retire a little bit, and we want to travel, and and we want to uh, and we want to uh, liquidate our farm machinery and enjoy life a little better, and and that's great, and that's." Uh, and that's where we come in and we talk to them and explain the auction process to them. Uh, it starts with basically uh, looking at their equipment. They'll ask you what they, they'll routinely ask you what they, what we, we think the value on some of the equipment is. And, and we relay that to them. And if we really don't know uh, or haven't sold a piece of equipment exactly like that in the near, in the, in the recently, why then we'll go in uh, and research it. And we might, uh, write down what kind of equipment they have, go research it, report back to them with uh, kind of an estimate of what we think their line of equipment is worth. Then uh, then uh, if they decide to proceed, they'll uh, auction rates. Auction rates are same way with real estate rates. They're not written in stone. They're, uh, they're uh, basically negotiable. And myself in our business, uh, I've tried throughout the years to try to treat everybody equally and fairly. And uh, and and we and that, that's basically the way we do business, and and people appreciate that, and and want to want to get a, you know a good fair value for the service that you provide, and and that's what we want to give them. So, auction rates can can kind of literally be all over the board. Generally, they're they're uh, the the rate will will go up. It's inversely proportional to the value you're selling. So the, the, if you're selling the, the higher dollar uh, line of equipment or merchandise you're selling, you'll charge a lower commission rate, which is a percentage of that. So, so a, a, a huge auction, a two three million dollar auction, might command a commission rate of. Uh, and never, don't get. And I, if there's any auctioneers listening out there, I'm not setting any rates or anything else. I'm just saying that that uh, they're not negotiable is the operative word. And uh, every auctioneer has has the right to set his own commission rate as he sees fit, and provide his brand of services and his line of services as he sees fit. So, this program in no way is trying to uh, you get a call from an auctioneer and say, "Hey, you're not setting our rates, and, and our rates are higher than that." And we're not trying to do that at all. All I'm trying to say is that is that rates are negotiable. They're not uh, set in stone, and uh, and the higher dollar. The, the, the higher dollar uh, amount of a sale, gross amount of a sale, you'll do it, an auctioneer will do it for uh, a smaller percentage than he would, say, a regular household sale, which might only be a two or $3,000 sale. So, and then, and then uh, 
the next thing we'll go over is the services that are involved that the, the, that an auctioneer is is, is going to perform. Years and years ago, when the we had they had farm auctions, and even back in the '30s and that, when the times weren't so good, and some of the auctions were forced, why you'd find that the financial institutions, a lot of them that, that held the paper on on that equipment, would do the clerking. And again, the clerking is the recording of what the auctioneer does and the collection of the money. Today. That's not really done so much anymore. Most all auction services have their own own clerks, handle their own money, and uh, and then and uh, and put it in in their own not their own accounts, but to put it in a designated account for that for that uh, custodial account or an account for that customer. So when that uh, after you've had that auction and uh, your clerk has recorded what you've done that day, uh, and then uh, obviously the first uh, job of the clerks. Is to calculate, is to uh, balance, and make sure that the the totals are are right, and you've collected as much money as you're supposed to have, and then that money is deposited in a in an account for the benefit of that seller, and then uh, then the auctioneer will proceed to it when it after the check's clear, and an auctioneer auctioneer will proceed to pay out of that account, pay the expenses, meaning the advertising, the advertising is another uh, item that's negotiable with the seller. Uh, you go over the, you'll go over that with the seller and, and explain the advertising cost and different give him different scenarios. He might want uh, he might want his adver- auction advertised in a certain spot where he's got family or different things like that. Or what the items that he has to sell might command where that's advertised. If he's got a, a spe- specific uh, item that's uh, maybe not used in this area a little bit, you might have to reach out. Uh, whether it be internet, uh, social media, or uh, regional advertising to find a buyer for that specific item. So every auction is different. Everything needs to be tailored to that auction. So, so in that respect, uh, uh, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll make an auctioneering plan or a, a marketing plan, advertising plan for that specific seller. And then, and then uh, if an auctioneer does his work, and uh, he'll have a should have a good auction, and uh, and have a good a good respectable and successful outcome for his client. So that's the goal of everybody here. So uh, that kind of walks you through like what a machinery auction is. Uh, uh, as I said, there's for everything you can. I don't know if there's really. Well, I there's things that aren't sold at auction, obviously, but but, but the list just goes on and on. Whether it be uh, cattle or a big, big class uh, that that are sold at auction, machinery, whether it be agricultural or or construction equipment. Uh, or again, I told you at the beginning of the show, I've not haven't been uh, much time in the South. I know tobacco at auction is an art. I've listened to some uh, tobacco auctioneers and been very, very impressed. If any of those are listening, we'd love to have you call in, give us a little uh, taste of of, uh, of that of, of that brand of auctioneering. We'd love to hear from you, and then uh, uh, we hit on uh, firearms. There, that's a big, big seller today. Uh, coins. Luke's had a lot of experience in coins. He has regular coin auctions. Uh, they meet with very, very good success, and uh, I uh, I have a. And as the show progresses through the weeks, we're going to have auctioneers on here from different walks and uh, in different in different areas and they're going to extend their expertise uh, I've got a good friend of mine uh, uh, 
was uh, uh, Brian Marshall. He'll be a he'll be one of our guests in one of the upcoming shows. He's the 2011 World uh, Automobile Auction Champion. Excellent auctioneer, makes his living doing this, and uh, had a very good living doing it. So he'll be one of our guests. I thought maybe I could try to get him on the show tonight, but it just didn't quite work. So we'll have him. It'll be one of the be something to look forward to. He'll he'll auction for us and champ. He's a as I said, very very good and a world former world champion. Uh, then we'll uh, get somebody from the livestock industry. We'll, we'll and uh, we'll do that and uh, and then. One of the things that we haven't really hit on, I guess, is is the uh, is the antique uh, part of the auctions. Now, in connection with with household auctions, you, some a lot of people have antiques, and, and then some people have antique collections. So there's huge auctions, and there's auctioneers that, that specialize in in collectible items and antiques. And uh, I suppose everybody, when you when that comes to mind, everybody's heard of Sotheby's and. Uh, and Christie's in England, and and those uh, those companies have been in existence for years, and many 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 years, and they do an excellent job. And of course, they have a reputation uh, the reputation of handling uh, exceptional collections, exceptional artwork collections, the Rembrandts and the and the uh, items that, that, that probably the normal normal collector just doesn't see. And uh, but anyway, uh, so as I said. And then we're going to go on and try to try to pick every, someone from as the weeks go on here. Try to pick someone from every walk that we can add their expertise, their auction experiences. And here again, we we sincerely hope to hear from the public. You know, from you call in. You know, if you had a if an auctioneer treated you good, we like to hear about it. If he treated you not so good, we'd like to hear about that too. If you got a funny auction experience uh, or something that's happened to you or that happened at an auction and and uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it, it's auctions are entertaining. There, there's uh, at any given auction, you'll have a lot of people there that are, are spectators, and uh, that are are go just because of the camaraderie that's generated at the auctions. They see their friends, they see their neighbors, they uh, look forward to seeing them. They they go for information. If a person, if there's a piece of equipment on there, they've got one at home, they might want to know what it's worth. Why? And so those uh, there's a big segment of the of the crowd that'll, that'll be spectators, and then that's always something to talk about the next morning at the coffee shop, and and uh, and and they they're the first to know and first to pass on what things brought and, and those kind of things. So so uh, you know that's it's kind of a it's kind of a uh, oh what do I want to say? It's kind of a an area where people socialize and, uh, and and there's an there's that aspect of it too so so uh, we're going to be going on break here again we urge your call uh, we'd love to hear from you uh, 1-866-472-5790 again that's 1-866-472-5790 we'll be right back after this short break America Business Network, the bottom line in business. As your business grows, are you growing with it? Do you have the right balance of time, attention, work, and personal life? 
Take the growing pains out of growth and tune into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. If you are spending most of your energy managing problems rather than focusing on taking your business to the next level, our program will give you the steps you need to make sure you have everything in place for forward-thinking business leadership. The Business Edge is heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jaina at edspencer.com. That's J-A-I-N-A at edspencer.com. And she'll make sure you have an answer as soon as possible. Now, back to Ed Spencer and Luke Spencer. Welcome again, everyone. It's uh, good to be back. We're in our last segment for this uh, first show. Uh, we hope we've uh, been kind of somewhat informative and, and given you some background to how auctions work. Uh, one thing, one point that, that we need to make a, a little bit is that uh, there, in this, there's really a buyer for everything. Uh, I, there's there's even higher quality, low, lower quality items, collectibles, antiques. Uh, the old statement you've heard that uh, one person's treasure uh, junk is another person's treasure, and that's true. Very, very true in the auction business. Everybody has, and they, of course, there's shows that bring that out all the time. The the American Pickers, uh, I guess, is a is a show, popular show that that emphasizes could show you what that uh, you know what might not be too pretty or or in too good a shape can still be worth a lot of money, and so you've got a. a you're a crowd at these auctions will will be looking for things like that. They're looking for everybody. First of all, they go to auctions to buy a bargain. I mean, they're what they they perceive as a bargain. So they want everybody wants a deal. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, and that's fine. And and uh, and so you need that participation. I mean, you 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 want that participation. Everybody looks at things different. And there's one thing that's true: when you buy something at an auction, you, you do one thing. It's kind of hard to understand, but you do one thing when you when you're when you're the winning bidder on an item at an auction, you are giving more than anybody else at that auction thinks that item is worth. So in your mind's eye, that auction that 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 item is worth more than the runner-up bidder thought it was. So so uh, <laughs> so it's kind of it, it, so there's a psychology to it, and uh, and so that makes you know that that uh, makes it interesting. And it makes it never dull, and uh, and so you know, you, from one auction to the next, you know, no two are alike. You don't know what to expect. You know, you just 
And so you kind of go with the flow and, and do the best you can. Luke's got a little something he wants to add about, uh, we haven't hit on gun auctions yet. Do you want to hit on them a little bit? Or? Yeah, we can hit on gun auctions here in a second. But another thing I'm going to touch on what Ed says is all different types of people you'll see at these auctions. Um, one thing I was discussing with Ed at break, um, I'm not going to mention any names, but we have uh, three people, and they all happen to be uh, women in our area. And there's maybe more, but there's three that I can think of that they are uh, they are starting a business or they own a business that has to do with uh, they attend a lot of auctions, but they are buying they call it junk. Um, they're junk days, and they're buying rusty stuff and stuff to restore and stuff to repurpose. And the three uh, women I'm thinking of are doing a very good job at it. And um, I keep in touch with two of these women on social media. So I get to see all the stuff they get to refurbish. Um, I noticed on um, Facebook the other day, uh, this one uh, young woman I'm thinking of bought some old baseballs at an auction. Some old, they were, you know, they've been used and they're dirty and everything. And she cut the leather off of them and made, and made bracelets out of them. And is making and is putting the like your favorite team in the middle of the of the leather. Like today, I seen the St. Louis Cardinals, and then I seen a local high school emblem on one of them today. And she says she's selling them as fast as she can make them. So there's just and she's talking about her auction find and you know furniture. We haven't touched on that. Uh, they're buying furniture to refurbish and you know uh, to to resell and to make a profit. So they are looking, they're coming to auctions to look for a buy. But they're still, at that day, they are paying more than, more than their competitor. So the lady that she might be competing in business with might not think it's quite worth as much as she's paying. Yeah. So, and it could be proved to be right or wrong. Luke brings up a good point. You go to an auction because there's something you need for a business and, and to use, a piece of equipment or or something that you need in your, in the, in, to uh, help the business run better, or something that you want, not necessarily need, that you want. There's a boat that you just have to have, and or a firearm or something. Or, like Lou just, just alluded to, was that people go and, to make their own business out of it. They, they, look, at, they look for things that they can, they can uh, refurbish or give another look to or turn around and... and uh, and and remarket, and there's very Luke's right. There's some very very successful people that have used that aspect of of uh, of auctions, and 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 then to them auctions are very critical in their livelihood, as they are in an auctioneer's livelihood, I guess. But uh, anyway, that's and then the next thing I want Luke to allude to a little bit. A very very popular aspect of the auction business today is firearm auctions. Yeah. And uh, throughout my career, I've had several, and uh, usually we'll we'll have firearm auctions for, uh, you know, for re- my the biggest firearm auctions I've ever had are for retired gentlemen that have, have made made their uh, whole life their whole life of collecting firearms and high quality firearms. I had one gentleman I had had uh, two large large auctions for, and then uh, one when he was in his later years, one after he passed for his heirs. So. Uh, we had one auction. What was it, Luke? Two weeks ago. Yes, we had um, something that we were we we did uh, two weeks ago. That uh, we're not new to the firearms by all means, but we did a different uh, took a different oh idea at it. We we did a consignment gun auction, and um, 
that's not real common in this area. There's firearms, you'll have estates, you're selling for one person, one seller. Um, what we did, we advertised and um, I know several people and we got a couple pretty good sized consigners and I think we sold approximately between 90 and 100 guns and we probably had, I don't know, 150 to 200 people that attended that auction uh, to bid and it was a great success. We had all different types of firearms from guns that were worth 60 bucks to guns that were worth in the thousands of dollars. Um, we had old Winchesters that were more of your collector's model um, that were, you know, 1892 models to 1906 models. And we also had some uh, brand new AR guns that are the the black and with the stainless barrel and the night scopes. And uh, we just, it was just a just a, it was a unique way, I think, to sell them, and it was very well received. And Ed and I are gonna, um, we don't have the next one scheduled quite yet, but Ed and I are gonna, we're going to do another one here shortly. Um, but and another thing is with these firearms, it's you're, you're there's so many people around, you know, all through America, but in our area that are just they're thirsty to buy guns. They're they they want they're wanting to buy them. Um, and they're wanting to buy these. They're wanting to buy these firearms. They're wanting to buy these firearms, and um, I think by having an auction, you're you're making the competition, and you're you're creating, you're trying, you're getting top dollar for these guns uh, by people competing over you know over the same gun. Well, they're like anything else. There's a market in them. Yeah, there's and quite the market. There's a, there's a market and ammo. Um, Ammo's been maybe as a hotter seller right now uh, than guns. Yeah, ammo's uh, hard to get. Ammo's hard to get, and it's selling. It's selling for quite a bit more than if you can buy it at the store if you can find it. Um, so that's just a another aspect of these auctions that's unique, and uh, these firearms are just a different touch. And I think we're getting close to wrapping up on our show, and I'll turn the mic over to Ed, but. Uh, Today, out of the show, I just hope you got out of all the different types of auctions there are, from antiques to glassware to farm equipment to um, to construction equipment to to land. We didn't even touch on we land. We haven't really hit that, but effort. we will. Uh, that's a probably a whole show, whole in, show itself. in itself. That's a big part of our business. So, land, yep. and, and we haven't touched on that yet. But there's so many different types and office equipment auctions and restaurant equipment auctions. That's restaurant equipment. I'm starting to get into that a little bit. Business liquidations. Business yeah. liquidations. And uh, we appreciate it for our first show. We appreciate all of you listening out there. And uh, we thank you very much. And uh, listen to us next week. Next yeah, yeah. next week's show, uh, again, we're going to, as we go on, and you watch the publications here, we'll, uh, we'll get some of these uh uh, we'll have callers, and you'll know who the callers are, what their level of expertise, and what their uh, their line is, and then you, you can uh, formulate some questions and hopefully call in and ask ask these people, uh, you know, what's what's going on, and and uh, they'll enlighten you and enlighten us too at the same time. So anyway, thank you very very much. Uh, we appreciate. Uh, uh, thank you for tuning into our first show. We look forward to to more, and we'll see you here uh, next week at the same time. And uh, uh, again, it's been a pleasure to. Uh, to conduct the show, and, and thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. 
Please join us again next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Ed and Luke Spencer hope to speak with you then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.